Hello, it's us. I'm Melody Hansen, Editor-in-Chief, and next to me is Lynn Wachgen, Managing Director of the Lützebäuer Journal. Where can you listen to this podcast for free? Well, we want to give you a sample of what we do. Did you know that you can read or listen to all of our articles in French, English and German? Even our podcasts are multilingual. We do slow news for everyone living and or working in Luxembourg. And we don't bombard you with news. Instead, we present you with the full spectrum of issues that really matter. Whether it's personal stories, politics, culture, finance and everything in between. And now, enjoy the episode. We get back to you later. Luxembourg Waffle with Nora and Theo. Hello everyone and welcome to the Luxembourg Waffle podcast where we chat about the multicultural aspect of living in Luxembourg. I'm your expert host Theo and I'm joined as ever by Laura who will represent Luxembourg. Laura, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm okay. I heard you just got back from uh, vacation. Yes, so I've been uh, a month away in Thailand, which was really good as winter in Luxembourg can suck and it did here, <laughs> as I heard. So it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, but we're lucky. The sun's out today too. So. It is out. Like it's low-key in my eyes right now. <laughs> it's an unfamiliar feeling here. Uh, so maybe... Maybe sunglasses next time, you know, you know what I'm saying. But you know what's been happening a lot to me lately? Uh, when I go to places where I go to like, I don't know, a doctor's appointment or something. Yeah. People talk to me in Luxembourgish. Oh. That didn't happen before. Okay. You know, so like, that's new. It's, it's new because I've been here for four years, you know. Okay. Wow. So sometimes I would be, I don't know, I would enter and they would say Moyen and they would start, they start talking to me in Luxembourgish, which is, is fine. I think it's cool. <laughs> But I'm wondering why now? Huh. Why not always? Uh, here's my theory, and you'll tell me if that's okay. true as a Luxembourger. Think it's a body language thing. So you, f I would feel more at ease in Luxembourg now that I've lived for I don't know, uh, four years almost. Yeah. So maybe they see me and they're like, "Oh, this guy looks like he's, he's comfortable." Yeah. So maybe he's from here. Huh. That might be a thing. I've never thought about that actually. I know that when I go on vacation, I usually always meet. Luxembourgish people wherever I am although I didn't in Thailand but yeah um, but you kind of recognize them as a Luxembourgish person but I think more of the way the mouth moves when they speak you recognize okay. the mouth movement I have never thought about body language otherwise though okay but so that might be a thing has it happened that you've been sp speaking to somebody for a bit and you didn't know they're Luxembourgish yes And then at some point you're like, oh, well, you're from Luxembourg. Yeah, uh, it happens all the time here because usually when I enter a shop, I will start in French if I have a question because the probability of someone speaking Luxembourgish is pretty low, funnily. Um, so, well, it depends on where you are. If you're around the Moselle, people will be rather German, so they understand Luxembourgish. Yeah. But if you're in the South, like I'm from, people will speak French most of the time. So, yeah. Uh, but it has happened that I've started in French and then they realized my French was not too good, <laughs> depending on the topic, and they answered in Luxembourgish. So it happens. Mm. Yes. What about in stores? If you enter a store and you, I think, instinctively start to speak in French, yeah, does it happen that someone is a little bit annoyed and you're like, hey, I'm from Luxembourg, you're from Luxembourg, um, why no, are we I, talking? <laughs> I, think, <laughs> no, I think it's more the other way around. If you start in Luxembourgish and someone doesn't speak, then they are like, can ah. you please repeat it again in my language? Um, 
but that's someone. No, I think it's more a funny, you're like surprised in a positive way. So, hey, <laughs> we're Luxembourgish people in Luxembourg. Right. Let's talk in Luxembourgish. What a, what a surprise. <laughs> what a shocker. Um, but another language, because we're walking around right now in Luxembourg City. We're in the center. And here the dominant language is English. Yes, it is. Like, was it like that when you were growing up, by the way? Um, it's hard to tell because I didn't go, go to school or high school in the city center. Mm. And in the south, you don't find that many. Uh, I'm, I went to school in Esch, mm. which is the capital of the south. Uh, and there you will find a lot of Portuguese people, Italian people uh, from the Balkans. And they tend mm. to speak French. Um, so where I'm from, we didn't have that that much. But I think here it has been like that if I... Mm. Because you have the international schools here, yeah. so you have a lot of uh, people uh, living and working here and they send their kids to school here. So I think it has been this way for some time, but it's of course becoming more as it's everywhere, mm. I guess. Yeah, I, I, I get that, but I, I can't complain personally because my, <laughs> my English is better than my French. I, don't, I really don't mind. So I actually try to use my French sometimes to practice it. Okay, what but, can you say? Is it, yeah, is it more than baguette and fromage? No, no, I've, I've done my studies in French, <laughs> okay. but I just don't like to use it so much. I don't know. Sorry, French people. I, I didn't. This is no like uh, disrespect on, on your part, but I would much rather speak <laughs> French. I've done interviews in, in, in French as well. Okay. I just don't want to write in it. You know um, a funny thing? Mm. I used to work at a newspaper before and uh, also as a student. And when I would call someone for an interview and they picked up in French, I would hang up again, Google the words I needed for that specific topic and call again because I was embarrassed of not knowing the words. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Same. That has happened to me as well in previous jobs. I would have to uh, talk with them, then Google the thing. And then go back and call them again and be like, hey, actually, uh, I have a follow-up question. And the follow-up question is just that I didn't understand anything the first time. So it's the same question again. Yeah. Um, anyway, our guest on today's show, who we'll get to in a moment, is from the USA. Ooh. So my guess is that he speaks one language. I need to verify that with him. Maybe he'll surprise me. Okay. But from okay. my, yeah. you know, limited research, you know, <laughs> it's, it's only... Uh, English. I was going to say American. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a different version of English. Yeah, though. it's it's a different version. He's also from Texas, so Ooh, uh, stick around and find out about that. We've just made it to Cali Cafe, where we meet, we'll meet in a moment with uh, Bradley Ellsbury. So stick around for that in a moment. And we are uh, back already in uh, Cali Cafe with our guest, uh, Bradley Ellsbury. Brad, hey. welcome. How's it going, guys? <laughs> good, thank you. And you? <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. So I'm quite, well, I think we're both quite happy to have you on the pod, but uh, especially because you are from the US and... The US of A, yes, exactly. Which, which state? <laughs> uh, I'm from Texas, so... So very south. It is, yeah. it is pretty south. I'm, I'm originally from Iowa, but everyone that I talk to, it's better just to say Texas because everyone knows where it's at. Okay, and true. It delays the conversation of 20 minutes. Where's Iowa? Then you show a map. They haven't seen Burlesque, the movie, because then they wouldn't know. Dang it, see? Nah, see? <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't... I would be one of the people where you have to explain the Iowa bit. So I'm happy that you said uh, straight up Texas. But did you know before you got to Luxembourg how connected you, the US and Luxembourg are? 
No, absolutely zero. I had no idea where Luxembourg was. I, <laughs> okay. I, I literally thought it was a part of Germany. Uh, yeah, so when I first got a job offer here, I had to Google Luxembourg, and I didn't even know it was a country. Okay. But oh, wow. I'm glad it is. I'm really glad it is. So. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're here as well. Uh, <laughs> how, how is it you ended up in Luxembourg then? Uh, I took a job with a nuclear and aerospace company. So that's where I am now. As an engineer? Uh, no, well, yeah, a little bit. I'm an engineer, but I do more of business development. So uh. okay, okay. And you came straight from the US to here? Or did you have like different stops in Europe? Oh no, along I, the way? I got a master's degree in Germany, Stuttgart, and then it was in composites. And then since then, I transitioned from Stuttgart straight to Luxembourg. So okay, but in Stuttgart, you knew where Luxembourg was? No, I did <gasps> not. Not yet, even I. No. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbor, we're neighbors. I, I know, I know. You're focused on a dream and the place is not relevant until it's there. So <laughs> That makes sense. Before we get into your bit about um, your job and everything here, I want to run this by you about the US-Luxembourg links, right? Okay. Yeah, so yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is not crazy, but did you know the McRib and the McNuggets were invented by a Luxembourgish person? No way. Wait, in, no, not in, in, in the States, a Luxembourg person invented that. He would. He lived in the states, but he was born in close to Wiltz. So, um, oh, another guy. Mm, uh-huh. Right, right. I just want to thank him for the McRib. Like that, that gained me five kilos. So <laughs> I really appreciate something it. Something from it. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. I, I believe his name was Rene Arendt, and he was a chef. And he went and lived in Chicago, and he worked as a chef in a very reputable restaurant or hotel. Um, and then and he went point, to McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a logical choice. You go from high cuisine to McDonald's. It's, there's nowhere else. It's How not- does that logic work? I mean, he was, he was courted by McDonald's owner for years. Yeah, because he really wanted him. He wants to bring fine delicacy to the normal people in the world. You yeah, know? the McCrib. The McCrib and Mc, McNuggies. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best. Those, see, see? <laughs> yeah, no, can't. <laughs> Can't laugh on no, they're they're great. Tio's like, no way, man, no way. <laughs> <laughs> so you've you've been back to uh, the US to bring back to Texas, back home since going coming to Luxembourg. How do people react to you telling them uh, about Luxembourg? <sighs> like, how do how do people in the states react? Like, you live in Luxembourg? Same question that I asked three years ago. <laughs> Where's Luxembourg? It's close to Germany. Ah, cool. Was Germany? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's stereotypical American, right? A little bit. Yeah. I went to a store once in the US to get a, a card, a SIM card for my phone, and okay. I asked, it was a big store. I don't remember the name, but one of the big like technical stores. And I actually I went there and I was like, "Can I get something for Europe?" And the guy went away and he didn't come back forever. And I was like, "What's he looking at?" And then he came back. He held something in his hand. And he was like. I'm really sorry. I can't find Europe. I see France and Germany and Switzerland, but I can't find Europe. So he was looking, literally oh, no. looking for a country. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go. Thank you so much. We, we call that cringeworthy. <laughs> that is cringeworthy yes. things. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> so we got the McNuggies. We got the McRib. That's the Luxembourg American connection you have. There's a few more. You know, uh, SES, so the company. Though. Yeah, the others are not that flashy. Ah, There's okay. the satellite uh, provider SES from Luxembourg yeah, yeah, okay. who has a big um, contract with the US Army and also provides a lot of um, TV coverage for them as well which is pretty good um, there's I um, don't know if I'm going to get this right but there is a city in the US called, called Belgium 
Yes, and they're Luxembourgish people. They have people a there. Luxembourgish fest. Yeah, they 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 literally. You know it well. In uh, so the 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 simulator between uh, Iowa, America, and Luxembourg is everything looks the same in terms okay. of nature. So you go North Luxembourg, it looks like Wisconsin. Okay. And what was interesting to me was Luxembourgish people. They moved to the states. They moved to Wisconsin. Okay. So yeah. the Chicago, yeah. Wisconsin kind of area. Yeah, yeah. And so now when I when I go up to like Dickrich or wherever Vienden. It looks exactly like home. So it scares me a little bit, but yet it's like, okay, the prices are a little higher here. But other than that, it's, it's you know. But they actually, the fast, I have friends that go there every year and it's in August. And so it's in Belgium, which is really ironic because whatever. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> uh, and they do really traditional Luxembourg stuff. So they have a Treipen eating contest. I don't know if you know what Treipen. It's the intestines from the pig, I think. I'm not sure, pig or okay. high, cow. But it's a tradition here, like it's a traditional meal here. And you're and competing with the McRib. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's kind of like black pudding, actually. If you've known Scottish black pudding, it's it looks the same. It tastes like the, the haggis? Same. Yeah, 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 haggis, exactly. Oh, but we right. keep it in a, in a sausage form, kind okay. of form. Okay. Yeah. But so they do that in Belgium, in the US, which is really random but yeah <laughs> okay well now i have a couple of things to do on my my list uh, check it out <laughs> yeah can't wait for that one the next podcast we do will be <laughs> we'll tell you all about it and how i didn't like it <laughs> yeah come back to us maybe maybe you would like it who knows I know. maybe you, you fall in love with uh change my mind change my mind that's what it's going to be yeah yeah we'll, we'll see about that Um, so then about, you, you work at Gradel, which is an industrial manufacturer, yes. right? Yes, yes, yes. So uh, how, how is it like there to work as, okay, first of all, you speak English. Do you speak any of the other languages? Obviously, yeah. Uh, I, I, speak, I speak three languages. Okay. Uh, American English, British, and Australian. Oh, yeah, clever I'm, you. I'm pretty fluent in those three. I know my coworkers speak five languages. Uh, but we, we're, we're actually, our, the office is multicultural. India, Mexico, France, Germany, uh, China. We, we, got, we picked one up from China. Brazil, uh, all over the globe. So the common denominator would be English. Mm. But I mean, at the office, there's five languages going around at all times. Mm. So it's pretty fun. It's, yeah, a lot of confusion, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's all about communication. Is there any Luxembourgish in there, mingled in there? or One. 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 Okay. Yeah, his, his name's Pierre. <laughs> okay, that's or, such a Luxembourgish name. <laughs> or Pitt. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, no, he's a cool guy. So, yeah, that's, it's, it's very multicultural there. Fair enough. That's good. That's good. I'm curious about the engineering bit, because when people come to work in Luxembourg, uh, it's not usually in that sector, obviously. Uh, I mean, there are other things than the financial sector, but that is uh, one third of the economy. Uh, after all, I want to say thank you in advance for the banks. I appreciate that. <laughs> good. Uh, oh, very good. Very good. So then um, what, what does Luxembourg offer to an engineer here or in that in that sphere for you? I didn't know we we're going to have these tough questions. Uh, <laughs> let's see. On on the business sector side, um, I, I do think it's it's very interesting. We we have our well Luxembourg. We I say we now. It, this is home. Luxembourg is home. Oh, so, that's cool. Uh, we have our own space program. So we have the LSA, Luxembourg Space Agency, uh, and a ton of research institutes. So for me, that's a catalyst for companies such as Gradel to advance their technology. 
And to play on a global market, um, USA, China, uh, no longer Russia, um, mm-hmm. but those those type of things. But yeah, so it is um, it is a technology. It's becoming a technology hub. So I, I find that very interesting for uh, engineering from that perspective. Okay. So was it also that that got you convinced to come here, even if you didn't know it was a country? <laughs> uh, no, the money. No, just kidding. No, don't <laughs> don't put that in. Cut that out. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I mean, but no, I mean, it is. It's it's uh, it's an incentive to. <clears throat> It was an incentive. It gives you more opportunities. So there's there's grants. There's we just won a, a Lux Innovation Award, Circular by Design. Uh, so Gradel wants to. We submitted this thing uh, to design sustainable furniture. So remember, uh, we did something. We talked about this a long time ago. Is you you have a seat. You make a seat, and you put it in your backyard, and it deteriorates over time, and a tree grows out of it. Right. So the old car seat after it's been used. Yeah. So what we did last week is I pitched that idea to the Ministry of Economy. They bought it. Right. So now we're going to make sustainable furniture. That's and cool. Lux Innovation is going to help us get there. And so I think that, fingers crossed, not going to tell any dates, should be by the end of this year. Oh, that sounds interesting. It's pretty cool, right? So the the dream that we had two years ago, it's not a reality because we have the support of Luxembourg. So it's not the American dream, it's the Luxembourgish dream. It's the Luxembourgish dream. <laughs> yes. We're, you're finally going full circle. You All know. right. <laughs> Is there something that surprised you maybe while working uh, in, in, in this sector here in Luxembourg? You didn't like expect. I mean, every day is a surprise to you. <laughs> I woke up this morning going, what am I doing today? And I, I, I quickly found out. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I wouldn't, yeah, it's challenging. Mm. I think it's still, I've been there for three years and every day is still a challenge. Not in a negative way, mm. but in a, a d- adaptation, let's say. Okay. So I find that. <clears throat> you know, one day it's okay. I'm I'm in Hamburg doing aircraft parts. Then the next day I'm making sustainable furniture. <laughs> then the next day it's it's an automotive part. It's it's across the board, and that's what's exciting is we have the support in Luxembourg to do that. Ah, that's also another cool thing about Luxembourg. Mm-hmm. You guys have a nice airport. Oh, oh true. See, we can go it's to small. Milan. Yeah, but you don't get lost there. But they're redoing it. Did you not see that? It's going to be huge. Anyway. <laughs> I think it's a good moment to switch to our bit with the Luxembourgish phrase of the episode. Luxembourgish what? You're going to learn some Luxembourgish phrases and like typical sentences. Do you know any Luxembourgish? Do you have... Some words, or like apart from moyen. Moyen, yeah, that's about <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. My, okay, my okay, favorite so one learn. that everyone says is tip top. Tip top, tip top yeah. is nice. You can use that. it for everything. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Another one, but in a negative way, would be non dicas. Non dicas. Non dicas. You can use that if you're angry. Non dicas. Just say it everywhere, and it works for all age yeah. classes. I'm gonna use that tonight. See, uh, it's easy. <laughs> yeah. I got you two more, actually. So, because you're from the south, and I'm from the south of Luxembourg, and yeah, yeah it's very special. <laughs> <laughs> so, Luxembourg is very small, but also very, um, feels strongly about where you're from. So, you have different regions, and everyone has a strong relationship to their region where they're from. And uh, yeah, the way we talk, we have different language also. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, what I would be called here is a minute stop. Minute stop? Yeah, because minute is 
uh, for one, the region, so the southern region where the steel industry took well, its, I don't know, how, its peak, let's say it that yeah, way, yeah. Uh, with the iron production and the red soil. I don't know, have you been in Esch or Differdange? Well, of course, of course. AstroMittal is one of the biggest steel manufacturers in the world. Okay, it yeah, is. See? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so uh, Minat's Dub would literally mean Minat, so like the red soil and the, the region, and Dub is like a nice way to say someone who has their heart at the right spot. Aww. So, yeah, we're really cute. Yes. But also tough people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> lets me go to the second um, phrase. Uh, so this was a word, but the second one is Fundalongopzong, which is the way we speak. So we say we're very straightforward. We say what we think uh, and we have a rougher language than in other parts of the country. Okay. So I imagine a little bit like maybe the southern parts of the US. Of course. I, I have a southern accent. So uh, I lived in the south for seven, eight years. Um, so yeah, I have a Texas draw, but I hide it. Yeah, because we can't hear it right now. Of course. Can you say something with it? <sighs> it's hard to do it. When you get me around my family, like y'all fixing to go up to the store, like it's it's totally crazy. You, you can't figure out what I'm saying and then everyone get confused. And uh, okay, that's it. That's all I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> that's, I would have a hard time having the interview right now if you were talking. Well, it's like South Luxembourg people. Maybe. Uh-huh. Ah, maybe. <laughs> I, I really am excited to talk about your hobby slash side project, which is running a photography studio, oh, yeah. right? Yes and, yes. and coincidentally, every time we invite somebody on the podcast, we ask them where they would prefer to have this recorded. You said Calais Cafe. Yes. Uh, there's some of your artwork here. There, there is a few pieces. If it's photos or something, what what is it that you have here? Uh, it's definitely a photo. It's probably the naked lady there walking on the street. It no? actually is the naked lady walking ah, on the street. I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> it's a style. It's classy. Was that in Paris? It Am I right in, in saying that? Was yeah, in yeah. Um, I did uh, an exhibition next to the Louvre November. So I had my own gallery for a month. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. <clears throat> so I did... Um, I call it undressed. So it's makes sense. Yeah, I see a what, naked butt. What I did was I found a, I found a bunch of people that were going through some like life events, and I focused it around Paris. So these are people in Paris at famous landmarks, and I took their pictures, and so it was. It's more therapy for them, but for me, it's art. Okay. Mm. So yeah, it's therapy for them. That's interesting. How how does that work exactly? Um, <clears throat> Geez, it depends on who you talk to, right? Um, some people, Maybe a recent example. I mean, some... I, I think... The, well, I, did, I do photography in Luxembourg as well. So I do have um, a couple of Luxembourg clients, several. I had a couple that uh, they wanted their photos together. But the big question that I always ask people is like, when was the last time you sat with your partner for an hour and just talked? Okay, and we, I gave them yes, paint. Day night, but yeah. yeah, I know. But but you see, <laughs> you give them you give them paint. They paint each other. They they do something cool without the presence of their phones or any ah, distractions. Yeah. And I, and I found that very interesting. So it could be therapeutic for them. So mm-hmm. they come in kind of grumpy. They leave very happy with each other, and it's ah. And in the end, I create art through it. So okay, so you're not just doing like portrait photography but you're using like different uh, angles and, and material yeah. oh, also definitely okay. yeah yeah so I'm, I'm an artist uh, in my free time so I used to be an architect b- before I moved to uh, Europe and now I do engineering so it's two polar opposites so <laughs> I need a medium to to escape so. like an outlet something yeah yeah 
it's an outlet. It's also fun. You also meet hundreds of people. Yeah. <laughs> so mm, exactly that. That's why we have you on, so you can tell us the hundreds of people here in Luxembourg <laughs> as you've met. I. I Imagine there's a certain degree of confidentiality that you're not going to share everything. Yeah, what's super funny is like the people that I take photos of, I don't even know their names. Oh. Yeah. So it's that level of like I, we meet, we, we come to a cafe or whatever. Yeah. We talk about a concept. So it's like everything that I do, there's a concept to it. And so that's what makes it classy and artful. And we don't know their name. We just, we shoot the shot. And it's me. Uh, my girlfriend, Sarah, okay. is also part of it. And then I have another guy that's a photographer, is Rob. So there's three of us that create one concept for every person. And so they do get pretty elaborate, pretty pretty art- artistic. So, I mean, yeah, Can yeah. Can you give us some examples of, like, recent projects you've had for, like, concepts? Um, yeah, <laughs> recent con- I mean, I think the... Oh, can I tell you the story? How much time do we have? Two minutes? All right. <laughs> There's a gallery up the street here. It's it's near theater. It's a white building. I forget Valerius. I can't remember the name. And I went to them two years, and two years ago. And I told them, "Hey, I want to be in your gallery." And they're like, "Ah, you're not good enough yet. You're you're not old enough yet. You know, practice. Come back." Okay. A year goes by, and um, you know, I got picked in the the gallery in Paris, and I took these pictures of of these people, and it was a success. The art got sold, yeah. people were happy. And so now it actually turned into a theme where I do undressed. Okay. So I do undressed Paris, undressed Barcelona, undressed Milan, undressed London, undressed Brussels, oh. Amsterdam, Berlin. And the I'm last. I'm starting to think if I'm not following you on Instagram, actually. Yeah, <laughs> you, probably, you probably are. <laughs> yes. And, and what, I, what I find crazy is the last stop that I'm going to do is that gallery on the corner. And so I take people from the country to participate in these events. So now I have 200 Luxembourg friends that all want these type of photos. So the picture that I'm going to do for that gallery in 2024, mark the calendar, uh-huh. is I'm going to have every Luxembourgish, Luxembourgish person I've ever taken a photo of pose in front of that building, looking through the window, oh. waiting for my gallery to be there. That's funny. <laughs> and I'm going I'm to take the shot, make a big two meter post, and then walk into that gallery and be like, is it time? <laughs> Is it, are you ready for undress? That's a smart move. <laughs> and so that will be the end of the undress series. So that's my story. That's what drives me to keep doing this type of photography. So mm. that's fun, though. That's that's really good. I imagine it's kind of like I, I I very much imagine it's cathartic for the people who go through it, right? In a certain way, they overcome some sort of I don't know uh, shyness or issues that they might have personally, especially since you say it's many of it in, is is nude photography so maybe body image issue uh, not issues but yeah, of things course, like that of course and I, and I deal with that I deal with that all the time and a lot of people they go to Instagram they have the filters they have that you know people edit them I <clears throat> it's unedited in such a way but it's carefully taken with the lighting yeah you pay yeah. and a lot of the footage that I do is purely I, I want to say unedited and the person actually sees who they are with the right lighting yeah. and that. Oh. So it's not a frame with an iPhone. It's professionally done to where, and so many people, every client that I have, they're always like, wow, I look amazing. I'm like, of course you do. Like, this is who you are. And I think that that it's is something not conscious. That, yeah. Yes. Yeah. They, they're always self-conscious of themselves. But when somebody else takes the photo and they see it, they're like, that's me. It's like, 
yeah, you're, you're beautiful. <laughs> Been that way all along. The confidence is up there. Now go, be free. And, that, and that's what I think is super cool about the photography. I love that. That's really cool. Uh, you mentioned Amsterdam, Berlin, Barcelona, etc. Everywhere, yeah. Uh, kind of everywhere. Europe. Um, <laughs> Uh, has this been a sort of a way for, in Luxembourg as well? Has this been a way for you to explore the country and Europe a bit as someone who's not from from here? It's the it's the number one way to meet people. I want to say because what I find interesting is because I started shooting in Luxembourg. Um, like I used to go to different countries and shoot, and that's when I'd meet just random strangers, locals, things like that. What I found interesting about shooting in Luxembourg is you're actually meeting local people with their guard down. Yeah. It's not a, hey, how's your day? How's work? Da, da, da. It's more of, okay, I'm going to do this thing with you. I have to have trust in you. I have to do yeah. this. Okay, let's get to the real issue that you have in life and, and watching them progress through it after the shoot because you're local. So now I, I go get drinks with these people like two months later. I'm like, how you doing? They're like, oh, I have a fiance now. Everything's <laughs> awesome. I'm like, that's great. You know, and I think that's... That's super cool. So, well, it's lovely to have you on, and it would be great to circle back to Texas. Uh oh. The stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. Austin, Texas. Am I right? Uh, no, I'm from Dallas. Did you? Oh, okay. Oh, you have some facts about Austin? <laughs> no, I don't. South by no, Southwest. I do not. I do not. So da Dallas then. Okay, good, good. Uh, a lot of cowboys there? There are a lot of cowboys. So we're going to go through a couple of stereotypes. And normally we do this with the person's country, but we can't do this about America. We're going to do this about Texas. Right? Da, da, da. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> right, right. I'm not going to go with the most obvious ones right because you know you can imagine what i what the top comment is when i look on reddit like stereotypes about you don't even have to look to reddit like i get these questions every day oh, and i can tell you them because they're the four questions that i get oh tell me please uh did you vote for trump and i always go i didn't i left but my parents did uh and then the other one do you have a gun it's like of course i did now i don't <laughs> Um, <laughs> you It'd be know. kind of illegal, I guess, to just yeah. bring it. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't fit on the bag. I was too busy putting. I don't know. <laughs> That's a big gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. But yeah, those are the two. Those are the top two that I get all the time. Right, right. I was under the impression that people still use horses occasionally to get around. Of course. In Texas. Same as Luxembourgish. Where are you seeing person on a horse uh, North going Luxembourg. to work <laughs> on oh, their right, horse? Not work it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Well, I mean, people use horses for, for cattle and stuff in Texas. Yeah, no, but I mean to go around. Like as a taxi. To just go, yeah, to go to... to yeah, it, it, people still do to that. To see your friend. <laughs> in, in, in rural Texas, yeah. yeah. Yes, of course, of course. Okay, yeah. so that's, that one's true, actually. That's very... That's, yeah. Did you own a horse back then? Uh, I lived on a farm next to people that own horses okay all right yeah. Yeah. does it count yeah it counts okay Whew. kind of it confirms i mean the the idea is to confirm or debunk the stereotypes so mm. this one's confirmed actually this is confirmed okay hmm. myth confirmed yeah <laughs> this, this one is confirmed people wearing cowboy hats true confirmed uh my my so my alma mater where i went to college we were the oklahoma state cowboys Ooh, and so that yeah that's cool the cowboy boots the hats the you couldn't yeah yeah so it was yeah so it was definitely that's very true do people go to weddings in their cowboy of course hats? they do 
I told Tero about that I have friends, a friend that married a guy from Texas and they had a wedding here and in America. And here he was actually in full dress. So like with the cowboy boots and hat. And then coincidentally, I met him at the airport when they were going flying there for the wedding in America. And he had a special suitcase or like a luggage case. I don't even know how to call it just for the hat. It was really impressive. I was really impressed by that. <laughs> yes, that, the, there's rules to that hat. Oh. And, um, yeah, you, you take it off. You, when you walk in the house, you take it off and put it on your kneecap. And you always, yeah, there's there's tons of rules. I don't know them. I own a cowboy hat. It's actually in my apartment. <gasps> you, have oh. you have one? Yeah. Oh, nice. I don't wear Cowboy it. hat's amazing. I have one too. We'll bring it down after for a photo. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> next one. Everything is bigger than in Texas. The food, the cars, the people. The stores. <laughs> oh, man. Is everything <laughs> massive in Texas? Tio, I'm twice your size. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I think I, I weighed myself yesterday. I'm 102 kilos. Okay. Yeah. And I think in, in America, I was 210 or 110 kilos. So I actually lost a lot of weight. Oh. Uh, but this was seven years ago. So, okay, that's, yeah. Yeah. So I got down to 90 at one point in, in Europe. Then I found the them. food is not so good. <laughs> no, I, I, the, it was just a different way of eating. And then uh, I found the McRib. So I guess <laughs> it all came back, guys. Yeah, yeah. We're, we all know what you're having for lunch. Today. But yeah, I mean, everything in, everything in America is bigger. Uh, I mean, in Texas, especially, like my dad drives a H2 Hummer. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. That's just his fun car, you know. So it's, yeah. And I drive a Fiat Cinquecento. The okay, Fiat that's 500. The yeah. <laughs> you could put the Cinquecento in the Hummer. And, uh, Probably you can. But Probably yeah, you can. Definitely. Did I've, you know that the biggest gas station in the world is in Texas? It's in Bucky's. That's right. Of course. I go there all the time. Ooh. <laughs> like, <laughs> Amazing. But you've seen that. You've seen, you've seen a picture of that. I've no? seen photos. It looks like an airport. It's like a hundred pump. I need to Google that afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bucky's is huge. It's the size of. Oh, Sean. That's huge for a gas station. Damn. <laughs> and it's, it's pretty much a... Yeah, it's, it's an Oshan inside there. And they just have pumps. The stores as well? Like you yeah. can buy, I don't know, You stuff. can buy whatever you want in there. You could probably buy a gun. Yeah. Actually, no, I'm thinking about it. I think you can. <laughs> I think you can. Because you, um, you can buy a gun at Walmart. I feel like I'm judging my culture. A lot of, of cliches <laughs> confirmed here. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to talk about guns, but we kind of ended up going there. But when you talk about Texas, it's 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 inherited in that culture. Yeah. <laughs> to have to to have a gun. Uh, to not to like I guess the it's, to have an affinity towards guns. Uh, yeah, that's like a part of the, how you've been to a shooting range. Of course, to shoot at things. How young were you? Oh, I I I carried my because uh, we went pheasant hunting as a as a kid. So I was six years old. Yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a, a, a smaller one, and then as I got older, yeah, that's just ingrained in the culture. There's no. I guess if you grew up with it, it's just normal, right? But, you just. <clears throat> but some it's people also, can't even ride a bike six years old. Yeah, but I think that's the thing, though. If you go, <laughs> if you go outside Luxembourg city center and you go way up north, you won't find people with guns. <laughs> well, but but you'll find <laughs> a, more people with tractors. You know what I mean? So it's like, if I say, I have a tractor in the city, everyone thinks you're crazy. But if I have a tractor in North Luxembourg, oh yeah, it's it's normal. Yeah. So it's, and when you talk about Texas, hey, hey it's, <laughs> it's religion down there, so. All right, all right. 
sliding to, towards the end of our interview, I want to check in. You mentioned that earlier about feeling like Luxembourg being your home. Um, but you lived in Stuttgart. Yes. That Did that feel it like at home? Not at all. And why does Luxembourg feel like home for you? Ah, well, <clears throat> I don't know. It, it's, I think, fairly recently in the past year. It, it probably, you know, the... The girlfriend, the just, I don't want to say settling down, but I also had that conversation in the car with my boss. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, it just feels like home. You're starting to meet people. Uh, we know a lot of, we know a lot of friends. It, they become Their ingrained. The yeah. job is amazing. It's a fairy tale land here. And it's like, you look around and everyone's having kids. Oh, your friend, because I'm 34. So yeah. now everyone's having kids. And oh, you're yeah. like, I'm like, do I? What do I do? I don't know what to do. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. No pressure. No pressure, Brad. But that's what I, I find it very interesting that, um, yeah, it feels right. Because you never know when you feel at home. Yeah. It's just, it's just there. You're like, oh, I'm not angry about anything. And I think that's what home is, no? Mm-hmm. No, it is. No. <laughs> now that I think about it. But I'd call it home. Now I'm going to go cry later. It's fine, Aww. guys. <laughs> it's home away from home. Don't tell your parents that. Tell oh, them, I, no, don't, I don't tell them Dallas is still in your heart. Dallas. <laughs> Mom, Dad, Dallas is still in my heart. No, uh. <laughs> so then our, my final question for you for this interview, which has been uh, very enjoyable, by the way, is a hypothetical one. Let's say you were hypothetically leaving Luxembourg tomorrow going somewhere else what is the last place you would visit to remember Luxembourg by it doesn't have to be time specific you know it can be the Christmas market or whatever no jeez that was hard man <laughs> uh, you know I something sentimental to me I think what's what's crazy is that's gonna sound really stupid I arrived here on a Flix bus four years ago Mm. No car, nothing. Just a dream, right? And uh, I, I, I'd probably go to the PNR station. Okay. I think it's south here. I, I don't the remember. Bouillon, at the Bouillon. I here? think so. Oh yeah. Because you know that's. Flix bus. Yeah. I got off that bus going. I have no idea what the future is going to bring me. Because when I first came to Luxembourg, I didn't take a job oh, here. Okay. Yeah. I was a consultant. Right. So I thought this was quick. Three months and out, I'm done. But I would, but three years later, here I am. Uh, I would probably go back and just sit there and be like, cool, this is where <laughs> I start and this is where I end. And uh, That's yeah. It's really nostalgic. Kind of romantic too. I know, right? <laughs> just <laughs> come on, Flixbus, take me to wherever. Take me to the airport here in Luxembourg so I can get out. No, um, but yeah, that's probably the last. I know it's stupid, but that's the last no, place. No, it's cool. I like that. It's very, yeah, it's very, unique. Yeah. It's very. <laughs> Where does everyone else say? No, the last one was also very nice. It was like the, the swimming pool in Vianden where you have a good view on the castle. So that one was also very special. Go to my Instagram later and there's a couple of pictures there. of. Ah, <laughs> you know it. <laughs> I, I do know that place. It's, yeah, it's very lovely. Yeah. But, but yeah. Uh, okay, okay, so, so Bouillon. Okay, nice. Where would you go? The last place you'd leave? My parents' home. Yeah, because so many childhood memories. I still live there partially today. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, it must be uh, nice. Very Luxembourgish, yeah. <laughs> but you lived in Luxembourg your whole, yes, your whole uh, yeah. life. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that brings us to the end as well. So 
Brian, thanks a lot for chatting with us, talking to us about Texas stereotypes. Uh, <laughs> and photography. Photography. Lovely, lovely photography as well. And uh, thanks, Laura, for representing Luxembourg. Thank you for having me. Ever. Again. <laughs> and a big thanks to our producer, Daniel Nipschen, as well. And thanks to our listeners as well. And we'll catch you in a few weeks. Until then, take care. Bye. Cheers. <laughs> Luxembourg Waffle. Hello again. Head to channel.lu and subscribe. You can also find further information in the show notes.